Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. But God wanted me to tell you this morning that he's about to use you to break the mold of what's possible. He's about to use you to break the mold of what's possible. Man, if there's one thing that you understand and learn about walking this right, walking and living this life for Christ is God is not in the business of duplication, but he's in the business of building originals. God don't like duplicates. He likes originals. And each one of you guys is an original design created to do something that will make something happen that will change something forever. Oh, I'm going to say that again. Each one of you is designed and created by God to do something different, be something different that will break the mold of what's been done before. Each and every single one of you. God is not in the business of making duplicates, but he makes originals. You are an original. Oh, my God. Ephesians 2 and 10, write it down or turn there if you want to. But it says, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. Don't nobody spend time working on a duplicate. You just hit repeat. But he spent time working on you because there's something specific about you that's supposed to break the pattern in the mold of how things have been done before. Oh, amen. But it takes a certain mindset to be an original. It takes a certain mindset to be a pattern breaker. It takes a certain mindset to be one of a kind, to be a person of standard. It takes a mindset to be the bold breaker. It takes a mindset to be an original. It takes a mindset to be the person that says, hey, this stops with me and this starts with me. A whole new thing is, both, is about to start to happen the moment this came into my hands. I ain't here to duplicate nothing. I ain't here to replicate nothing, but I'm here to create everything God has designed me to create. It takes a mindset to be that person. Oh, wait, man, we're going to talk about that mindset today. Because you have to understand something. You were created in his image, but it's time that you take on his mind. Ooh. Yeah, you were created in his image, but it's time that you take on his mind. His way of seeing things, his way of viewing things. Why? Because you can't take on anybody else's mind. You'll just become a duplicate. Oh, amen. Ooh, you definitely can't take on the mindset of this world as you'll become a defeated duplicate. Oh, amen. Philippians 2 and 5 in the King James Version read, it talks about the mind that we should have. It said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you who was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Oh, amen. And so that raises a bigger question. You know, it raises a bigger question when he says, let this mind be in you that's 
also in Christ Jesus who thought it not robbery to be equal with God, it raises a bigger question of who does God say that God is? Oh, amen. Oh, amen. Boy, we, we kicking the devils behind already, and we only three minutes in. He is a defeated foe for sure. Who does God say that he was? I want you to turn to Exodus 3 and 13 because a famous man named Moses was going to go start a battle. He was getting prepared to be a mold breaker. But before he set out on that course, he was given some instructions to go speak to the people that he was going to confront. Unfortunately, Moses needed to know, who am I representing when I show up? Because, see, I'm just Moses and I'm just Brian. But the thing about Brian that people in the flesh are people in the world that may not know the things of, of God, that when Brian shows up, Brian never shows up alone. And so Moses said, look, they need to know something, God. You've given me this tall task to go break a mold of something that's been done, but I need them to know that I'm not traveling alone. So when I get there, and they ask, who sent you? What is my response? Exodus 3 and 13 in King James Version says, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers have sent me unto you, and they shall say unto me, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, tell them, I am that I am. So when it came time for God to give his name, to describe who he was, he says, I am that I am. So when Jesus said, let this mind be in you, that's also in Christ Jesus, who didn't think it less of himself to see himself equal to God. Oh, my goodness. When Jesus showed up on the scene, whatever it used to be, understand whatever is necessary just showed up. I am that I am just showed up. So I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the situation is. I don't know what the circumstance is, but you got to understand, I didn't show up alone. I showed up with I am that I am working along with me. And if you don't understand what that means, I showed up with whatever is necessary, whatever is needed, whatever is requested, is right on the light side along me the moment I showed up. So ma'am, gentlemen, I'm a bad mamma jam. <laughs> Woo! Boy. But you know, as exciting as all that is, for most people, that ain't new news. It's not. Everything I just said, most people in here know that. And we just had an awesome moment reminding ourselves of some things that we know about ourselves. Because the situation and the circumstance starts to get involved. 
when your failures start screaming louder than your opportunities. What happens when I know I'm called to birth something new, be something new, break the pattern, break the mold, but my failures are screaming so loud I can't even hear the opportunities no more. My past is on my back so much that it's hard to even believe for myself that I'm walking and working with a God like that. Boy, I told y'all we, we, we talk about real church up in here. Y'all thought we were just going to get excited and leave the door? <laughs> no. Because we've all been in that situation where, man, culture and society are screaming at you, yelling at you to conform. The anxiety of the situations are, are screaming at you to conform. The fears of life are screaming at you to conform. The, the worries of life are screaming at you to conform. Because you already know I'm supposed to have this mind of Christ. You already know that the great I am is working and rolling with you. But how do I fight against the person that's most critical against me? Because if most people were to tell the truth, it isn't the person that you're sitting next to that shakes your belief, but it's the person you look at in the mirror every morning. That person that stares you right in the face the moment you wake up and looks you back when you're standing in that mirror and challenges everything that the word says that you are. Man, that is the greatest fight most of us fight every single day. Man, we're we, we strong enough to know that people are going to talk about you. We strong enough to know that people are going to disqualify you. We're strong enough to know that, that they ain't going to believe in you. And when we run into them, we just, we just push them off real quickly. But what happens when you look in the mirror and you start believing your own unbelief? What happens when you look in the mirror and it ain't them that's disqualifying you, but it's you disqualifying yourself based on some past failures that you think shape how God is now? How do you deal with that person? How do you talk to the person that's inside of you telling you you ain't who God says that you are? Because I'm trying to tell you something. That person is going to try to show up throughout your whole life. Amen. That person is going to try to show up throughout your whole walk with God. That person that looks at you in the mirror, which is yourself. It's going to try to be there. Man, that person tried to jump on me on the way here. Who do you think you are to stand up there and declare, thus saith the Lord? Man, that person is real. And if we don't start talking about how to deal with you, if we don't start talking about how to create a belief systems in you, that you can look you in the face and say, man, I can. 
Because I'm telling you something about being a pattern breaker or mold shaper and that person that's an original. Sometimes you're going to be the only person you got to look at to know that what you're doing is the thing you're supposed to be doing. And if you don't know how to look yourself in the face and say that there's a God inside of me that's birthing something bigger than what even I can understand, and I'm not here to be intimidated by how great it may sound because I'm working with the great I am this whole journey. Oh, man, that's the talk you got to have with yourself in the morning. Boy, y'all will kick somebody in the head for trying to talk from the outside to you, but that person talking to you all day long in your own head, you just let him run his mouth. Time to tell him to shut up. I know who I am. Look yourself in the mirror. I know who I am. I'm a mold breaker. Look, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. Let me help you out something. God is not overwhelmed, amazed, or surprised at what it will take for you to become everything your assignment demands. God ain't surprised. God is not surprised by the amount of things it will take for you to become for you to be shaped, you to be molded, to be everything the assignment he's given you takes. He ain't shook by that. He already knows. He knew when he gave you the assignment, everything necessary you would need to achieve the assignment. God isn't overwhelmed, and guess what? You shouldn't be overwhelmed. Because you're working with him. You ain't working with or whomever else, but you're working with him. God is not surprised, God is not amazed, and God is not overwhelmed by how far short you currently fall in the opinions of other people concerning the assignment he's spoken into your life. And that's good news, because you shouldn't be surprised either. He knew exactly who he was talking to the moment he told you something that was bigger than anything you've ever been before in your life. But sometimes we look at ourselves and say, God, you sure you was talking to me? And God's like, oh, I don't make no mistakes. You think, I, you think I'm AT&T? You think you picked up on the wrong phone call? I know I'm talking to you. And I'm not overwhelmed by how far you may think you are from what's necessary to become what I showed you. And you shouldn't be either. Because on this road, you're going to find yourself in situations and circumstances that challenge everything that you believe that you are. That's the truth about Christianity. Or you're going to find yourself somewhere at some point having to believe in everything that you said that you are. But in that moment, we don't conform. Oh, we don't fold. We don't bend. We don't pack it up. And we don't ship it out. Oh, man. Oh, amen. Because it's one thing for others to find you unqualified, unfit, and underdeveloped. 
but it's another thing for you to see yourself as that same thing. Can we tell the truth up in here today? It's all right with y'all. This is Revealing Truth Ministries. If you didn't understand the vision of our church, I pray that it's ministering to you right now. We ain't here for the priorities, but we here for the truth. And the truth is, y'all don't care nothing what about a lot of people got to say about you no more. The truth is, the greatest enemy to you right now is yourself. But let me help you out. <laughs> God is not intimidated by your enemies. God is not overwhelmed by your shortcomings. God is not surprised, watch my words, by the lack of your experience. God's not surprised by the lack of your experience in the thing he's called you to. He's not surprised. And God is not scared of your failures. He ain't scared. He ain't scared what the report card once read. He's not scared of what the the results once said. He's not scared of what you may have even been able to do alone by yourself moments before. Because he knows once this mind that was in Christ Jesus takes over the mind that's in you, There won't be a thing that can stop you from pursuing with everything that you have. But the most amazing thing about all this is, is in light of all that God knows about you, he's still choosing you. He's still choosing you. To break the mold. You know, I I looked up this word, qualifications, right? I looked up this word. It's a big word that 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 floats around a lot of things that 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 really is designed in most cases to show you either how far away or how far above you are for being necessary for doing something. And there was one word missing from the definition of qualification. When I read it, this is what qualification is designed as, and is is defined as, it says, existing accomplishments that make someone suitable for a particular job or activity. Qualifications are existing accomplishments that make someone suitable for a particular job or activity. But the Holy Spirit told me, Brian is missing a word. See, that's how Webster defined qualifications. But how the mind of Christ, the mind of an original, a mind of a one of a kind, a person who's there to break the mold, the word that's missing is pre. Because this is how it should read when you read it. Qualifications are pre-existing accomplishments that make someone suitable for a particular job or activity. Man, them pre-existing qualifications. Because the moment God does it through me, 
there's going to be a new set of qualifications on what it takes to get it done. Ooh, y'all listen to me. Sometimes you go into a situation and they tell you what's necessary for you to be able to do what needs to be done. But you got to understand when God's looking to break the mold or create an original, those things can only be the start spot. Because he's making you and designing you to form new measures of standard, new measures of what's necessary, new measures of what's needed for something to get done. Why are you saying this like this, Brian? Because the first thing that happens when God speaks something into our hearts to do, we look at the qualifications necessary to get it done. But we got to understand them qualifications weren't designed for you to follow. They were designed for you to break. When y'all get to see where I'm going, y'all going to be happy that God loves us the way he does. And this is the title of my message for today. Unqualified, but chosen. Unqualified, but chosen. Because if there's one thing that you will pick up reading about anybody in the Bible that did something great, they were all unqualified. But they were most definitely chosen. And so what do you do when every day of your life you know you're chosen, but the unqualifications keep screaming back at you? Oh, man, you it's a fight. But today we're going to talk about one of the greatest warriors that ever lived but never got formal training but was responsible for defending the armies of God. Y'all know his name. David. Unqualified, but chosen. Chosen to break the mold of what a warrior looks like. Chosen to break the mold of what is thought of and what is the qualification of somebody who could defend the armies of God. Somebody untrained as a warrior, but qualified by God. Somebody that didn't have the same background, the same look, the right pedigree, and whatever was necessary to say that he was qualified, but homeboy was what? Chosen. But what mind? that David have to look all of the disqualifications in the face but keep right on going. Y'all ready to break this thing down? 
Now, there's, 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 there's about eight of them. Now, I don't think we're going to get through them all. But we're going to get started. I want you to turn to 1 Samuel 17. Before we go there, I want to jump, drop in some stuff because a lot of people may be wondering, you know, and we're going to get to it a little later. Pastor Brian, why, why, why is that such a consistent pattern for God to do something like that? Have you ever wondered that? You know, it, it would seem safe for God to just go around and pick a bunch of qualified individuals, right? Talk to me. I mean, you know, it kind of is a, a little bit, if you think about it, it's a little bit of an oxymoron that God would have such great things he wanted to get done and just not pick, anoint, or, or choose somebody who was qualified. I mean, David's brothers was out there, right? Seemed like it could have been quick work to just pick a man who's already out there armored up, <laughs> already trained, already knows what to do. It could be easy work just to pick that guy, anoint him, let him take down Goliath, and keep him moving. Seems a lot simpler. Oh, amen. But have you ever heard somebody say to you that you're overqualified for a job? Oh, amen. What they're saying in most cases is if you've been doing what you've been doing for so long that you're no longer trainable in something new. Yeah, you're good, but you're not moldable. Yeah, you're great, but you're not receptible. Yeah, you could get the job done if I just wanted to dot X's and O's, but see, I'm trying to do a new thing. And sometimes when you're trying to do a new thing, it's hard to work with people that's been doing the same thing for so long. Oh, amen. I'm going to sit that on the table and let us chew on it for a little bit because a lot of people wonder, why would God choose a bunch of unqualified people? Because they're moldable, adaptable, and they're changeable. Oh, amen. A lot of people become so qualified in themselves, they become less confident in who God is. They pick battles that they knew they already could win before they even headed to the battle. But see, an unqualified person accepts any challenge that comes their way because guess what? I couldn't do it by myself anyway. An unqualified person understands if I'm going to swing one bat, swing one stroke, do anything, it's going to have to be directed by his spirit because I'm not qualified to do it the way they do it anyway. Oh, amen. See, some of y'all are wondering, why would God choose my unqualified self to do something? It ain't because you unqualified 
you're looking at the wrong qualifications. God wants one thing. That's a moldable, adjustable, amenable person to his spirit and his direction. That's the only qualification needed. So you see God choosing a bunch of people by man's standard that we considered unqualified, but they're chosen because guess what? They so unlearned, they ain't even trying to do anything they don't know how to do that God ain't told them how to do. Meanwhile, most qualified people over there trying to tell God their opinion. Leave your opinion to yourself. If you find yourself in a situation, and I understand I'm talking to specific people, you're trying to figure out why God hasn't moved or done anything with that vision that he's shown you, it's because you've become so qualified to do it, that you've become unqualified to hear his direction while doing it. So we're going to talk from both sides of the table today. Some people need to get off their high horse, and some people don't even need a horse. But we're going to get this thing right today, because I see a bunch of people that are about to break the mold of what's possible for the kingdom of God, what's possible for what God can do with an individual, what's possible for God to do here, right here in Tampa, Florida. But we need to know and be able to look ourselves in that mirror and know that we were chosen so that we don't start running from stuff that we're supposed to be confronting and we don't start moving away from things that we're supposed to be involved with just because we don't see ourselves the way God sees us. Not no more. I tell people all the time, I'm unqualified, but I'm ready. <laughs> David was so unqualified, but he was so ready. He heard what they was offering, and my man said, I'm up. Point me towards Goliath. I don't know who he is. I'm teaching my message without going down the points. I'm just so excited, but I don't know who he thinks he is to find the armies of God. Oh, amen. I just wanted to throw that one in there real quick because we need to throw that one in there real quick. First Samuel 17. My goodness. It's 10-12. We're going to be able to get a... Uh, we're going to get the first part. <laughs> which has two things that I've already spoken of, but I want you to see it here in the Word. Um, because there's a way he approached the battle. And any of you guys know I'm starting at the end of the story. But first Samuel 17, it says, Then David said to the Philistine, You've come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. David approached that battle not understanding he, but understanding we. See, something changes when you take you out the picture and put him in it. 
See, it's one thing to say that I'm worried, but it's another thing to say that we are worried. See, it's hard to believe that we could be worried if the person you're referring to is God who's working with you. It will change your perspective immediately. It will change the way you view it immediately because it's hard to say that I can say this so easily. Talking about when you wake up in the morning and you look at yourself and it's time to deal with what your mind is telling yourself. It's so easy for you to look in the mirror at yourself and say, I can't do this. But I'm challenging you you today that every time you look in that mirror, take out the I and put in the we. Because you'll have a true understanding of who you are standing there. It becomes impossible for you to look in the mirror and say, we can't do this. Because you know all things are possible with God. You have to own what you know. You have to own what you've learned. Yeah, you may not be able to overcome this deficit, but we most definitely can. You may not be able to overcome this tragedy, but we most definitely can. And it starts right there. It starts right there with you owning the relationship that has been given to you through salvation. Change the eyes to we. You never stand alone. The great I am is right there with you. Pastor Brian, that sounds so simple. It's supposed to be. Next time you say, I'm scared, change it and say, no, we scared. And watch how quick you stop saying it. Because how God scared. (laughs) Next time you say, man, I don't think I can do this. Just just try saying, man, I don't think we can do this. You You just can't go there. You immediately have to own who you are. And you're like, wait a minute. Yes, we can. No matter what it is. No matter what it is. Verse 46 says, this day the Lord will deliver you in my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you, and this day I will give you. You hear how David talking? This man ain't faced no Philistine ever in his life, but he knew he wasn't standing there alone. (laughs) And neither are you. Man, how you trash talking and you ain't even fought this battle a day in your life because you got to understand the great I am is rolling with me. I may be unqualified, but I'm ready because of who's rolling with me. And this day I will give you the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth. You hear this man talking? He never faced no Philistine in his life, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with the sword and spear. Look what he just said. He just showed you another reason why he was chosen. Chosen. 
Because God didn't want the world to know or the world to think that it was by some other power other than God that the victory was won. God didn't even want regular tools of war to be used to win this battle. And that's why I say you got to be careful how you start reading the qualifications of the things God's calling you to do. Because he may not want you to do it with the things that's been used to do it before. Because he wants to set a standard. Be careful how you read them qualifications, them pre-qualifications. They existed before I showed up. God may use whatever, whenever, because he wants it to be known that it was by him that it was done. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, that all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into my hands. What is the thing that David knew there at that moment? He was talking to a defeated foe. Some of y'all talk to y'all problems like they living. I'm trying to tell you every problem you got is already dead. You got to start talking to it as it exists, which is dead and dying. David showed no respect for a walking dead man. Matter of fact, he told him exactly what was going to happen with his dead body. This is before the man even struck a pose or swung a sword or knew that he was winning. He was just talking trash before the battle started, but he knew he was fighting a battle that was already won. What are you saying, Pastor Brian? Stop giving your problems so much respect. Man, every problem that rises up in your life, the blood of Jesus is already overcame it. Start disrespecting your problems. Just straight disrespect to them. Talk to your problems like David talked to his. I don't give you no respect. I ain't calling you by name. I don't even know who you are. You are a defeated foe trying to walk up into my house. Do you know who we are? Now, you thought you rolled up in here dealing with an I, but you found out we up in here today. And now you done caused some wrong problems. Matter of fact, I don't even need to be qualified to defeat you. My unqualified self has been chosen. But I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring it on! Bring it on! My God, God wants me to stop right there. Get here, because we. Have, I love my dad. He said we about to. We about to kick the devil and his mama too. We about to shove him down to the ground so far, his behind ain't never getting back up again. Man, boy, we ain't, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Y'all don't understand, I'm so far, I'm ready. 
you start walking around like this, let a, pro let a problem, let a problem roll up on me. Let a situation roll up on me today. Because I done learned some things today. And today, y'all go ahead and stand to your feet. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.